This is a VOFM special broadcast. The COVID Report Show, Monday to Thursday, from 6 to 7 p.m. Exclusive to VOFM 88.1. Hear it. This is the COVID Report, and I am your host, Siposi Lengosazanamguli. And we are looking at the impact of COVID-19 on the property industry. We are speaking to Harry Mayberg, a director at Etchells and Young Property Brokers. He will be talking to us about the impact that the coronavirus pandemic has had on property. Currently, under level three of the lockdown, every sector of the South African economy has felt the impact of COVID-19. The economic outlook for the rest of the year in the country is that we will experience a deep recession of negative 4.5% to maybe even negative 8% on the gross domestic product contraction, significantly more severe than any we have seen before. To unpack this further, thank you so much, Harry Mayberg, for joining us and welcome to the COVID report. Now, as Etchells and Young, how were you impacted as a business and how did you mitigate the expectations between your landlords and tenants as you are a property broker? Uh, thanks. Thanks very much. And, and, and thank you for having me um, on the show as well. Yes. So, you know, first to you, this whole COVID-19 uh, pandemic has uh, absolutely wreaked havoc, uh, not only across the entire economy, but certainly from a property point of view, um, it has been really significant. As uh, you will know, uh, for the first uh, almost two months, tenants basically couldn't move in or out. Um, then a reprieve was given, and with permits they could. And more importantly, um, you know, uh, everyone's or a lot of people were very uh, negatively affected with salary cuts or job losses, and that had a significant uh, problem um, with regards to paying rent. It caused uh, major issues. Uh, the way that we have handled that is, you know, we communicated quite extensively with our our tenant database as well as landlords and tried to educate as far as possible, you know, number one, through the law and what was uh, legally allowed and required. And secondly, just appealing to people's humanity in, in this time. And we find that those who have been honest and, and communicated clearly, either a tenant or a landlord, um, the sailing has been a lot easier rather than, for example, a tenant being uh, in financial difficulty and simply stopping um, and not and then not paying rent, we found then the landlords reacted quite negatively and less reasonably. Whereas those where you know arrangements were set up to pay a reduced rent or or receive a payment holiday were received a lot more favourably. But I must say it has been a challenge to to sit in the middle between. Um, you know, parties where things have been tough, but I guess, you know, that's why why we are here is to try and handle and guide the process as far as possible. So open communication has been a cornerstone in how it has been some sort of ease during the process. So then can I ask, the South African Reserve Bank announced this year's fourth interest rate cut last week, and the prime rate is now 7.25%. What does this mean for current property owners and potential property buyers? Yeah, great question. And uh, the most obvious impact is um, a significant reduction in your bond repayments if you're a, if you're a homeowner. So there will definitely be some financial easing in that, um, and if and it also means that now's probably for 
the slightly brave, and I'll call it slightly brave because I guess there's always going to be an element of risk. Um, homeowner, you know, especially new buyers, to look at taking advantage of this uh, low interest rate. I think it's the lowest in in decades, um, and and receive favourable terms. So it would be a great time to buy property now, but not only because the interest rates are low, also because the market is so uncertain uh, that there will be really good deals to be had for for the wise uh, investor. And for those who do have bonds, banks have announced that they will be giving consumers payment holidays due to the financial implications brought along by the COVID-19 pandemic. Can you take us through the terms of these payment holidays and the terms of the payment holidays that you've seen brokering between tenants and landlords? Okay, so to, to be quite honest, uh, we haven't gotten involved directly in, in the landlord's uh, dealings with their bank. It's uh, usually quite a, quite a private thing. Um, I do know that there obviously are uh, quite specific terms and conditions uh, available if a landlord or if a, let's say, a property owner is going to get a payment holiday from their, from their bank. Um, I know, you know, personally, it consists of a significant pile of documents to go through and compete, but, you know, it is possible to, to, to get those deals. And they would usually be, uh, you know, the non-payment of, of your bond for three or six months or, or the reduced payment of your bond. But obviously, uh, it's not wiped off and wiped away. The, the, the money due on that bond is simply added and recalculated back into, into the balance owing. Um, the deals that we've certainly made between landlords and tenants is where a tenant has come. They're on a reduced salary they can't pay the full rent of, let's just talk in round figures, say 10,000 rand a month, but they can pay half of that. We have then uh, brokered a deal between the landlord and the tenant that they will get a three-month payment holiday. And then exact, in exactly the same way, the, 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 the three times five to the 15,000 rand that they haven't paid in rent now uh, simply gets divided amongst the rental term, the months remaining, and added onto the rent towards the end. And that so far... We have seen a number of those deals put in place and that's worked quite nicely because the landlord knows he's not in fact losing out. He still has his bills to pay, for example, and the tenant is getting uh, a temporary reprieve whilst their cash flow is under pressure. A key point that you mentioned there that I know many people weren't aware of, that it just gets recalculated and put back into the amount owing. But speaking of advice now, can you give potential buyers who want to leverage on buying property that has lost value due to the pandemic, the effects of the pandemic, what advice would you give them at this time? Okay, so the great thing is obviously for, for anyone wanting to buy now is make sure that, that your, your finances are in fact secure and in place. And, and yeah, be prepared to, to negotiate, understand what, uh, what you're prepared to spend with, I think, the full knowledge that in, in the current market, a lot of sellers may need to sell a bit more urgently uh, if, for example, their income is, is under pressure. So you could negotiate quite a good deal. So understand, I think, exactly what you want, understand what you are able to afford, and kind of put a peg in the ground uh, above which you, you won't go if, you, if you're making an offer, you know, fully aware that uh, you might not get that deal. But uh, I think, you know, just negotiate and, and negotiate in good faith always. 
negotiate in good faith. But speaking more specifically to the pandemic, the initial phases of the lockdown posed many restrictions. Some of that being that municipalities not issuing rate clearance certificates and the deeds office being closed. How have all these restrictions affected the property industry? And have there been clients who have withdrawn from purchasing property because of these restrictions? So, so yes, for sure, all of those things um, uh, have had a, a huge impact. In fact, yesterday I saw a report where the deeds office um, up here in Johannesburg has, has closed again because uh, a staff member tested positive for, for COVID-19. So it simply means that, that the transactions that are in the pipeline of, of, being, of being registered and transferred, in other words, ownership transferring from the, from the seller to the buyer, have been, have been put on hold. Uh, with the sales transactions, you know most of um, most of the people have understood that there's a delay, and uh, the deeds office hasn't in the past always been uh, the fastest in terms of of those transactions. So there have been several delays in the past too. So there's just a longer delay now, and we haven't seen many deals that are actually in the pipeline in the process of transferring falling flat. But certainly uh, deals that were being negotiated where an offer to purchase hasn't been signed yet, a number of those have fallen flat. And amongst others being pressure on the buyer's finances where, where they themselves uh, are, for example, are receiving a cut in salary so they may not qualify for that bond anymore. So those deals, there are a lot more of those that aren't going ahead, which would be directly uh, attributed to COVID-19 and, and the pandemic but not deals that are necessarily already in the process um, and already sitting in the queue in the deeds office. Those are simply delayed and, uh, and, and, not, and not going forward at the, at the rate that they should have. You know, the other, the other big thing, obviously, that happened since uh, the 26th of, of March is uh, estate agents could no longer do, do viewings and, and show properties physically. So uh, if somebody was busy negotiating but hadn't seen the property yet, that process was placed on on hold. Um, and only recently in the last uh, couple of days that agents are physically allowed to show properties again. Uncertain times and very unsure, delayed times we see ourselves as the property industry in. But there have been new regulations that came into play during the beginning of the lockdown, which were documented in the Gazette, i.e., for example... Landlords were not allowed to evict tenants because they were not able to pay their rent. Has this actually happened? Have landlords evicted regardless? Um, have any of these gazetted regulations been implemented or are things just going as normal as far as they're allowed to? So I think to clarify that, um, uh, you certainly landlords could continue with an eviction process. But the actual date of the execution of that eviction where the sheriff physically arrives at the door and puts a tenant out, that has been delayed and stayed. So a landlord could still go through the process, obviously with, with the other problem being that the courts physically were, were closed for a period as well. So a, an eviction, a legal eviction, can only take place through the courts. Okay? And in terms of what we call the PIE Act, so that's the Prevention of Illegal Evictions and um, Unlawful Occupation of Land Act. Uh, there's a very specific process that that, that follows. And uh, the Rental Housing Act also specifically states that no eviction can take place without a court order. So once you've been through the courts and you get a court order, the sheriff is then given that order to execute and put, for example, the tenant out. 
So that process could always carry on, but obviously it was a lot slower and more difficult with, with courts and sheriffs not being able to move. And that regulation that, that you're referring to meant that the execution of that eviction was stayed until the end of lockdown level um, two, I believe. So uh, it just means it's delayed. And the problem is a lot of landlords are still out there. They don't understand that necessarily. And um, in a fallback onto unlawful and illegal methods of getting a tenant out. Uh, and that practice, unfortunately, um, I have heard that it, that is still ongoing. Scary times, especially with the possibility of illegal evictions. But now in level three, people are allowed to move places. A lot of economic activities are going back to normal. Are there any other new things that you would like our listener to know about the changes in this level and what these changes mean for property? Yes, certainly. So, um, you know, with all of these new directions and regulations that are issued, there's often a settling in period and a shaking around as people interpret it. But uh, certainly the way that the, the, the regulations have been uh, read and understood that any, any movement of, of people for the purpose of moving home, moving house, uh, um, can now happen, provided that uh, we're not crossing uh, provincial boundaries. If you're crossing provincial boundaries uh, and later on hotspots um, and even metro, metropolitan, uh, metropolitan areas, um, then, then that person moving, whether it be a tenant or a homeowner, would still require a permit. Okay? That what has changed now is in level four, that permit had to be issued by either a court or, or a police station. Now it simply has to be a permit that has been uh, signed or issued by a commissioner of oath. And sometimes that is still a police station, uh, which is often the easiest place. But, but an attorney who is in a commissioner of oath can now sign it. So basically uh, the person moving needs to get a sworn affidavit that has been commissioned and then they can move across provinces and across uh, metropolitan areas. So that's the one change that 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 has happened uh differently from let's say level four and obviously level five where there was nothing at all and that was harry mayberg a director at etchells and young property brokers thank you so much for your time and to further this discussion we spoke to owners and tenants speaking about their experience in the property industry during this pandemic and this is what they had to say hi everyone um so I've had an arrangement with my landlord, but it hasn't been an easy one. So here's the story. It was mid-March when I realized that chances of us um, being paid um, are very slim, or maybe we may be paid late. So I like speaking with my creditors or everyone that I have to pay if I'm not in a position to, and I do that normally earlier. So I picked up a call and I, I picked up a phone and I called the portfolio manager that deals with um, my rental because I'm renting via an agency. Um, and I informed her of my situation and that um, chances are I'm not going to be paid because our client in Spain, um, we haven't been able to get hold of them because they got a lockdown due to COVID. Um, she did not understand. She was very difficult and she said to me, um, well, I hear what you're saying, but there's nothing that we can do. Rent, we still need it on the first of the month. I'm like, well, but what can I do? I don't have it. Um, and then she said, okay, let me go speak to the landlord. I'll get back to you. And she didn't. 
I think sometime mid-April, then she came back to me and said, the landlord is requesting for a letter from my employer showing that I did not get paid. So I did that. I got a letter from my employer stating that we were not paid. Um, and then she took a while again. When I follow up with her, she says the landlord hasn't gotten back to her. Um, and at the time then, I guess the positive side was that um, the president and all the committee of COVID announced that no one, they announced the lockdown and they announced that no one will be allowed or no one is allowed to evict anyone during the period of lockdown. And there were amendments to the regulations and, and we were happy. <laughs> But obviously the debt is still there. So she came back to me and said, okay, the landlord agreed to relieve you. And for these two months that you're not able to pay, we will um, break down the amount, the amount into three months and then you will pay as of June. Um, so yeah, that, that was a relief for me. And then end of May, I get an invoice with a huge amount. So already the, the part of the two months was already in there and i'm like how but i i'm still unfortunately i'm still not back at work and i haven't been paid for the last three months um therefore i don't know i don't know what to do can you speak to my landlord and and, and get back to me and she said I, there's nothing that i can do to help you i'll go i'll get back to you she takes forever to come back um then she comes back and said she wants a letter from my employer which i went back and i requested it for the for the letter um i haven't had from her uh, but i guess it is what it is so i haven't paid my rent much april and may um it's still outstanding i have spoken to them they are aware of my situation but i guess now it's time that i have to go out there and get something so that i'm able to pay these people the rent before I get chucked out. COVID-19 has come across as quite an inconvenience. Um, as a sales and rentals agent, um, no work equals no income. Um, I've lost out on quite a few deals um, and quite a few mandates um, that I could have gained in that time that I couldn't grasp because we the sudden the country the country had to go into like a sudden lockdown and now that lockdown resulted in people not being able to view houses for sale or apartments for rent um it also resulted in people not being able to move uh across across provinces um and it also came with a problem um that i mean we couldn't control i mean and and you find yourself in a very interesting place because now those that had already committed to moving into certain apartments couldn't com couldn't move and now it becomes your fault <laughs> but yeah um yeah it came with quite a lot of strain and was a, it's been just very difficult and very inconvenient in the regard that we also can't work you you have to kind of just stay at home and stay put and wait till the storm passes. Um, but in doing that, you're not making any money. And I mean, the bulls don't stop, you know. Um, at the end of the day, you will still owe everyone you normally owe at the end of the month. So, yeah, it, it just hasn't been easy. Um, but 
with God's grace, we hope that we will pass this period and we'll be able to get back to normal. And um, yeah, but yeah, it's been quite an inconvenience. That's my part on this. As a state agent, we have been affected tremendously by the COVID-19. As you are well aware of, our job is a commission base. We don't earn any salary. So we make our money from seeing clients. So if you can see a client, you can make money. If you can make money, you can put food on your table. You can pay your bills, you can pay your rent. You can even buy even yourself airtime. And uh, we've been facing this situation for almost three months because bear in mind that we stopped trading two weeks before the lockdown. And uh, even though uh, we are back to work since Monday, we still can't trade fully because uh, uh, like at my office, I'm only allowed to go to the office twice a week. And working from home is quite challenging because I don't have uh, the logistic to work from home. I don't have a printing facility. I don't have a phone at home. I don't have, sometimes I run out of data. And uh, those are logistics that uh, make you perform 100, 120%. And um, not being able to do that, that is, that affects your income tremendously. And our income has gone down by almost 80%. And I, and I think it's going to be that way, stay that way at least for the, for the next six months, maybe even to a year. We just have to adjust. And how are we going to survive? I'm not sure. We just have to be strong. We just have to keep fighting and just hoping that uh, the curve of the virus is going to be flattened. And um, I know I'm not the only one facing the same uh, the, the situation, every single, single South African. But... As a state agent, um, you know, the struggle is even worse. So that is my take on COVID-19. Thank you. Real estate agents will no doubt breathe a sigh of relief with the rest as um, level three is opened up an opportunity to get back to the new normal. Rental stock levels will increase as property owners who are not willing to adjust their sales expectations um, will have their stock come on virtual valuations as well as consultations and meetings via zoom and google meet will be on the increase however the value of an expert estate agent who's a local property expert will be more valuable than ever the devastating effects of the COVID 19 impact from a financial standpoint will only start to materialize um, within the next four weeks in the rental cycle and obviously three months within the sales cycle in the real estate market. We trust that uh, the impact will, will sl slowly heal some fruit that will allow agents to start m making business again. And that is what our fellow South Africans have to say of their experiences, tenants, landowners and brokers during the pandemic. Before that, we unpacked what buying in this economy would look like and how property brokerage and renting has been affected by the pandemic. 